Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I don't know who could stop us. It's just whether or not we can stop everybody else. And I'm standing there in that Spain game thinking, there's no way this ends like this. Seeing my face everywhere, I feel sorry for people, but I'll never get boring to me. Hello and welcome to the Say It and Spray It podcast. My name's Justin. Joining me, as always, the CEO of Merwells, the man with the cans, Mark Silver and Nasha. How are you, Mark? Doing well, Justin. Doing really well. How's it going? Going very well, mate. Going very, very well. So today we are speaking to the captain of the England women's football team, Leah Williamson. This is very, very exciting. You've done very many murals of her as well, haven't you? Yeah, this is pretty special in the sense that this is the lady who is the captain for the group of individuals that have changed women's sport, not just women's football, but women's sport in this country. What an absolute honour it is. And there's a few people that we've painted more than one one mural of and Leah Williamson is definitely one of these people and I think she's up there now with probably one of the most painted people we've done yeah I couldn't tell you how many there are but there's different ones like over at Wembley at Toka Social Newport Pagnall and Trafalgar Square so we've done quite a few love doing every one of them she's um, very easy to talk to and very easy to interview and um, having met her as I did with you at Toka she's just such a lovely person to be around isn't she yeah she's really great I remember when I first met her when we revealed the mural of her at Toka and she was just so warm and so open to telling us some great stories and obviously we all feel like we were on that journey with them and the Euros but to be actually hear her side of it and from the other players that's really great experience that not many people get to to hear and listen we're, we're only talking to her because of the artwork and the murals we've done of her and she's so grateful for them and that puts us in a very privileged position to be able to to chat with I think an icon of sport now. Let's talk to Leah. Hello, Leah Williamson. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. How did you get into football? I used to be a gymnast. Um, I always say it like that, like it means I was good at it. I just used to do gymnastics and we used to play at the end of session sometimes. And then I think, yeah, I've been at school. My family's football orientated. So I was like, okay, maybe give it a go. Come home, tell me dad I wanted a go. And that was it. I I never looked back, found a team and then... I was sold. So who were your favourite players growing up? Did you did you sort of idolise certain players? Obviously being a massive Arsenal fan, Thierry Henry was my... I used to be a striker as well. 
as in every child a striker at one point but yeah Thierry Henry was my my guy and then as I got a bit older like Kelly Smith female footballer she was incredible yeah as I got a bit older it's sort of Jack Wilshere at Arsenal he was pretty good I moved back into the middle and then I got even older and then moving back to defence yeah my idols probably changed into those like Rolls-Royce defender types. So so where did you start doing street art for the women's game then Mark? The first piece that we ever were involved with was we got commissioned by Manchester City to create something at their women's stadium so they're quite advanced uh, Manchester City obviously you know the money they've got there you're not surprised with that and we got asked to go down there. It's in a massive complex, which is also where you've got uh, all the first team train there and youth team and everything like that. And uh, yeah, there's a stadium for the women. And we had the privilege of painting a mural, which was not representing particular players. It was just kind of a community-based thing. But we had about eight, nine artists working on it over five days. It's a huge project, lots of walls, space. And it was great. And then a, a couple of the players came down afterwards. Demi Stokes, Lauren Hemp would have been there. So I think they came down and had a look at the wall and signed it and gave all the all the usual murals attention to it afterwards. So that was that was our first experience in women's football. Let's obviously talk about the Euros. Obviously, it was a home tournament. Yeah. Did, did you feel the pressure of it being a home tournament? Was that a thing that was kind of laying on you? The thing, when I look back, I think like if we had the capability to win all of those things, that was never in doubt. And obviously, we had some incredible form going into the tournament. We, we hadn't lost under Serena and all of that stuff. So I think obviously like we did have we did have good form and we could have won it. We were romanticized about winning it from the outside. Like that was all the media and as soon as we met up, we just literally blocked it out. Because ultimately it makes no difference, does it? Like if somebody thinks you can win and if you can win are two completely different things. And knowing England, when have we ever gone to a tournament where nobody thinks everybody thinks we can win until we get knocked yeah. out and there's heartbreak. Did did you think you were gonna win though? Yeah. There you go. It just all seemed to slot into place too easily. And like I just thought, realistically... Uh, do you know what? To be fair, I always said, we'll see, because that's what happens. Football's football. Things happen. You don't, you don't ever know. But when things are working out and we start playing the warm-up games and I just thought we've got too much here like I don't know who could stop us it's just whether or not we can stop everybody else Mark you were working with the GLA at the time is that right during the during the tournament is that right yeah so the mayor's office actually contacted us probably about six months before the tournament so we we were asked to do something to get involved and from our perspective that was great because then we thought yeah this is great because I feel we had that feeling that it was bubbling up that this Euros was really going to change the game for women's football and we wanted to be part of that we believe like Leah we believed that they were going to win it they had a great team on paper there's always it in the back of your mind going they're going to do an England or West Ham in my case we just kind of felt that we we believed in it and we hoped and dreamed I suppose and we were on that whole build up of it so we were kind of learning a lot about the players we were kind of seeing which players are going to be going to the tournament because we were going to ultimately be painting them the project was at Trafalgar Square so that's where it was all planned for and we started working on it and I think it got put there for some of the early games the artwork got put up because it was done on boards wasn't it the idea was that fans come and have that fan experience like a box park type thing watching the games on the big screen and Trafalgar Square I mean what an iconic place to be and for us to have our artwork there was pretty impressive yeah I think the design changed quite a few times we ended up having Leah Fran 
Kirby, Beth Mead. They were the three players that were chosen on there, but it changed so many times for so many different reasons. But before, while we were planning this, we then got contacted by a gentleman by the name of Dowsey, uh, lives in an estate called the Kirby Estate in Bermondsey. I remember seeing this. This is great. It's brilliant because he's a massive Liverpool fan. So he was following us because obviously in Liverpool, that's where a lot of our artwork was when we first started. And the Kirby Estate's well known. So every time England were playing there, men, women, whatever, they get all the flags out. I think it started by him hanging a flag outside his flat and then the whole estate is just covered in it and it's just absolutely incredible the, the sort of patriotism there is, is amazing so he contacted me and this was like a year before and he kept saying to me can you come and paint something down there and we we're like yeah yeah we'll do it at some point and it just so happened there was nothing linked to the euros or anything like that the time it took me a year before i found time in the diary to go to bermondsey so i went down there to see him and we were chatting and he was like right and he pointed to a wall and said here's a wall over there do you think you can do anything i was like well what do you want and we was just kind of thinking about it and then he said what about doing something for the women's euros that's coming up and we're like right okay well should we do a player who should we do and it was all sitting there and all of a sudden you saw this light bulb bulb pop up <laughs> on his head he's like well we're called the kirby estate i've got a good idea so yeah we we painted frank kirby on there that place is like media crazy anyway you had like I don't know if it's still going Good Morning Britain, but the equivalent, that kind of thing, this morning coming down there and uh, BBC News, Sky Sports. So there was a lot of attention on it. Yeah, me and I worked through the night and got it done. It looked brilliant. The timing was great just before the tournament started. You know, when I say like we blocked out all the noise and like we did, like we did such a good like job of all the media in terms of like write-ups and real predictions and stuff like that. But because everyone has social media and like you get sent things from your family and whatever else, like we saw all of that stuff building, which was great for us because then it was just like it was a way for us to connect with fans as well by appreciating that so then we got everyone on side we could hype it up without actually getting involved in anything that was too like you know official or whatever there was like a live show wasn't there that the lioness has done there was like yeah uh, a show which they'd done and and she was on there so they were talking to her about it and i think her and dowsey exchanged words as well so she was like yep yeah, love it and I was quite interested to know, like, how's that spread through the camp? Is everyone so excited? Is everyone looking forward to their mural or they're jealous of that? I was quite intrigued. Yeah. Do you know what? I think because I'd never had anything done like until Euro's time in terms of, and you say you painted me three times now, which is wild, but like. No, that's just Nasha. We've painted you like 10 times. That to me, it's like, it's a really, really nice feeling. Like, like I said, when, when stuff like that travels through the team, everyone has a real appreciation for it because you think that's that's serious. Like if somebody's taking the time to do something like that and especially in a public place as well, you're thinking, wow, people actually care about us here. So I think, yeah, everyone was jealous. When I seen Franz at the Kirby estate, I thought, right then, <laughs> I've went, anyone got a Williamson, Williamson estate anywhere? What do I need to do? You need to go and win yeah. the Euro, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, we, we were obviously following the Euros from a personal perspective, but also from a business. You know, it, we kind of felt that if the Lionesses do well, it will reflect on us because as the tournament progressed, there was people popping up and joining the bandwagon. And that's not a horrible thing. That's because people started to appreciate and understand. Yeah. So we loved that. But we were kind of quite proud that we were from the very beginning we were there and planning this piece and doing the, the Fran piece as well. So we watched the tournament. I must admit, when one of the early games, I can't remember who it's against, but you won 10 nil. one of the early games. 8-0, Norway, yeah, yeah. And, and that was that was quite disappointing. I remember just going, 
it was great. It was like loads of goals, but you're like, that's not going to be the right advert, is it, for the game? It's not going to help it. When it progressed and you started playing, I mean, Sweden, I think, was the game that really changed things because you saw Mary Earps pull out a save that any goalkeeper would have been yeah. proud of. Russo scoring that back hill, which is going to go down in history as one of the most iconic goals. And that's, yeah. for me, the defining theme because that's where it stopped being men's football and women's football. That was where people spoke about it as England and as football. So that was a really special time. And then, obviously, you had the Spain game, I think, was really special in the sense that Spain, I felt on the day, technically, they were better. They they oh. played really well. They were such a strong team. And that was, we talked about earlier about being let down. I kind of looked and went, oh, we've got this far. And there wasn't long yeah. to go. And you kind of feel like, that's it, we've, we've blown it. And then, obviously, all changes on them goals. and. That's the thing like in those moments like you look at and I was just stood there thinking and by this time like the hype and everything like you say people are actually on board like whether or not they have jumped on the bandwagon from that tournament but now they're it's like they actually feel it they weren't just like superficial about it and I'm standing there in that Spain game thinking there's no way this ends like this there's no way like I can't it just it we simply cannot go out like I don't I don't care what happens I don't care how we do it but there's no way we're going home now like no way yeah we watched a couple of them games at Trafalgar Square as well so and friend of Mural's England rugby star Shauna Brown came and watched it with us as well so I remember the experience of that but I think everyone remembers where they were for certain games but the final yeah. I was actually on holiday only in Kent Caravan Park and took my wife and my son and my two girls and we we're just watching it as a family it was the first game that we've ever watched as a family and obviously you'd won it it's down right can we do anything else now and we got asked by the mayor's office can we do something to present to the team within two days and I was like no what are we going to do like we can't present them with a big mural. We actually right. came up with a concept to yeah. do a comic strip, like Roy of the Rovers comic strip, which Sylvie worked on through the night, literally through the night to get this done. Kind of all the iconic moments really from the tournament and it was you actually got the Kirby estate in there with Franz Mural That's but it, you've yeah. got Russo's back kill and Serena jumping up and down Ellen White's ce- uh, usual celebration all of their moments key iconic moments were in there we turned it around really quickly and I think it got presented to yourself Leah didn't it and Serena yeah at Trafalgar yeah yeah by um by the mayor yeah that's right yeah so it was that was great so again for us it was like oh it's another thing that we've done and and then obviously that would have been the first time that you saw the mural in real life of you guys and I know how special it is to you all because Beth actually has the photograph of her mum and dad looking at the mural holding hands on the back of the autobiography it's such an amazing image I didn't actually know I didn't know it was there I I feel like I'd seen it but I didn't understand the importance like I I say we were still connected to social media, but I, I personally was like pretty much out of it and off it. So I'd seen pictures and people had sent me pictures like, how cool is this? But I hadn't really dived into it until we won. And then as soon as we won like, and the tournament was over, the way I went through my, like just everything that was available and I was like, bloody hell. And I, like you guys don't know, but my granddad has a... um. He passed away, but he had a top 40 UK hit called Trafalgar Square. I'm on the coach the next day. I'm on the way to Trafalgar Square to celebrate this like incredible moment. And my face is on a wall. Like, it's just, there was so much weight to everything. You know, I, I didn't take nothing for granted because it was just, I don't know, it just all fit. It was like little pieces of the jigsaw that just made everything 10 times more special than it would have been on another day. That, that's incredible. That makes it even more special. The thing is, like, you can, you normally kind of look at things and you go, oh, if only that happened and all that. We don't have to do that in this case. But I look at it the other way and go, it's such a fine line. Because I think that if you guys got to the final or even semi-finals and 
put a good performance and didn't win it. Still I, be a celebration, wouldn't it? I think a celebration, and I think that women's football and girls' football in this 100%. country would have still changed in a very di- well different direction, but a positive. Basically, the way that because you won it, it went like that. My, my daughter now, my ten-year-old daughter's joined a local team, <clears> and it's oversubscribed. They're literally they yeah. were worrying if they can get a team together. They've now got four teams on the back of it, Brilliant. and that's pretty much what's happening everywhere, isn't it? And that's mm. down to you guys, like surely. So all of you now have become superstars, and I just wonder whether that fine line, like if you didn't win it, whether that would have happened, but we'd have to worry about it now. The night before, we have a press conference before every game, and I spoke on it there, and I, you know, I basically say like I said, like the legacy of the tournament is it was set before that final. No matter what happened in that game, like I do believe we'd still look on that as the greatest ever Euros and they would have still broke all these barriers and I agree with you everything would have changed positively I have no doubt because it it really felt like, like that it felt like you know to win it would be incredible but we didn't necessarily need to to make some change but as soon as yeah as soon as we won it that that, that moment all we kept saying to each other was like what have we done what have we done here like mm-hmm. no one even understands the magnitude of what we've just achieved because we've never been here before and the last you know the last win it's not like it was it was not even generational it's like two generations before that saw 1966 so even just the football in the country I've never seen anybody go as crazy as they did that day just because none of us have ever experienced it before so it was like let alone girls the country as a whole and the way it looks on women's football now it's just like worlds away and the respect that has been put on our game just from winning and I, I always say this as well I really hate that it took to win to do that but ultimately sometimes that's what you need you just need a catalyst you need somebody to spotlight light the fire and then that's it what, what's been the biggest change to your life since the win I mean the biggest change is just in terms of like being recognised I'd say like on a day to day I don't know if I've left my house since the Euros without somebody acknowledging what we did or for better or for worse by the way like you have good experiences and bad ones but I think that that's what I mean about if you've got a dad at home and his girl wants to play football before, he just might be like, not dismiss it, but he hasn't got any knowledge of it. So he doesn't know how to start that. He doesn't know how to help her. Even if he wants to, he's like, I don't really know where you would go or what, even though it's literally football, that is how it worked. And now he knows who I am. He recognises me in the street, you know, like, not that it gives it clout, but then when his daughter says, I want to play football, he's like, oh, I recognise that. Like, I can I can see that, that that actually is a thing. Yeah. So I'd say that. It's a positive for the women, it's not for for my benefit. How was that different for you, though? Because obviously you got into football. Was that because you were so strong-minded and you kind of made that happen? Or were your family sort of very supportive in that sense of it? I was so lucky with my family. And to be be fair, like, I I can't even think of something weird and wonderful that I could have picked. But say I said I wanted to do anything, they they wouldn't have batted an eyelid. Like, it would have been, okay, yeah, fine, we'll help you do it. Like, what do you need, basically? But I think, yeah, I'm just from, like, a proper, proper football family. Like, mum and dad, both sides. Dad Spurs, mum's Arsenal. Oh, dear. Like, you know, yeah. So I just think I was surrounded by it that much that for me to say that, and obviously, I do think you have to have certain characters. Like, we we all said that, the girls in the change room in, the, in that final. I hope that in 10 years' time or whatever, maybe not 10, maybe, maybe more, but, like, there won't be those stories. Like the girls, we all sat there knowing that we literally fought to be where we were. And even if we, even if you don't recognise it, I grew up thinking I was just doing something normal and I was just doing something that felt really natural to me. Yeah, felt natural to me, but also I was breaking down barriers every single time I stepped on a little pitch because somebody would acknowledge that a girl was there. So I'm like, 
for the fact that we all got there, it's just, I don't know, it's just crazy. And like I said, I was lucky. I had a dad that I'm his firstborn. I'm a girl. I say I want to play football. He's buzzing. Mm. He don't care if I'm a girl or a boy. He's like, this is something we can do together. But other girls aren't just saying, you know, it's not where they, how they grow up and they're not as lucky as that. So I, I definitely know how lucky I was. I had somebody that pushed me forward. He was the one that always told me never to give up. He was like, it will be a job one day. You'll be a professional one day. Just need to wait it out. That's that's an enormous amount of faith, really. Like you say, you were kind of one of the one of the first, really. My generation. I turned eighteen the year that the game turned like professional in this club. Well, we had a professional league. For him to call it, like I had idols growing up because, like I said, my family was so supportive. They'd show me them. So I used to work me, not me, but my mum used to do the gate at Arsenal women's games. She used to take the tickets and do the money on the gate because that was a way that she could get me to go and see that. Right. You know, she didn't do it for the. She's volunteering. She's not getting anything out of it but then I'm at a game I'm seeing people do what I want to do when I'm older so I can make that normal in my head because it's not normal my mum used to play football when she was younger so there was no question really that I was a girl it was only society that told me no but for my dad to believe in that with no there's no knowledge there's no nothing there's no facts behind that he's just like one day this if you wanted to this could be a job and when I was growing up that wasn't I could never have ever said that I would have always had to have a different job as well do you find other players had a similar story or is everyone's completely different some some you know some some of it's different some of the girls play with boys like for a long time like they play with boys for as long as they could whereas I joined a girls team at the age of seven and I was with girls from then just by luck you know like met somebody there at a team and whatever went to Arsenal when I was eight nine but say like Jill Jill had another job her whole life or had to do this Beth England used to work in the chippy it's wild everybody in my team bar say like my age and below probably had another job at some point I was just lucky that I was at school until 18 and then I turned professional so I didn't need to Jill had another job while she was still playing though right she was serving coffee wasn't she Jill's never had any security from football I don't even to be honest like will I have security I'm not gonna be able to retire when I finish like my male counterpart but She's thinking, what do I, what am I doing after football? I want, I like coffee. I want to set up a coffee shop so I have another income. She just didn't know how that was going to change her life either. Once that final was over, you all became superstars overnight. That's what I said, overnight. It obviously was a build-up of things, but yeah. that's what it kind of felt like. Since then, loads of murals popping up, loads of them. Yeah. And like, well, obviously, we've done loads ourselves, but there was other ones popping up. I know Mina done uh, a mural of Lauren Hemp recently right. in her hometown. Nasha, you done Chloe Kelly, didn't you? I did Chloe Kelly and Billy Ricky, yeah. Billy after, Ricky. And I did... Uh, Lucy Bronze before the tournament as well in Billericay. Okay. So they were, they were buzzing before the tournament anyway. But that Billericay had no relevance. I did, they no. did to Chloe, didn't it? <laughs> she was the closest one to Billericay, I think it was. <laughs> Everyone's trying to find a reason to do it. I mean, yeah. we we were talking, we still might make it work, but like Maidstone, I believe, is where Russo's from. So we were talking to them about doing something mm. and we still might. So yeah, that's exciting. Did you see loads start popping up after then then? Has it got boring yet? No, it ain't got boring. The one that you guys sent me the other day, is it me, Stuart Pearson? Rashford uh, Marcus Rashford, Rashford that was yeah. the most recent one yeah that's yeah that, and that still feels I, I just think it's it's wild that because because that's the thing as well you do have like peaks in women's football with the, the World Cup in 2015 the girls won bronze you think it's gonna go like that and it kind of dips off again and you know like it's it, nothing's ever really been like that sustainable where a year later for no reason as in I, ha- I haven't done anything have I I'm injured so like I definitely ain't done anything and there's a mural going up of me alongside two male like an ex-player and a male player that it's just bizarre to me is it will never get boring I don't I mean seeing my face everywhere I feel sorry for people but it will never get boring to me <laughs> that one's really cool because that's um commissioned by Brent Council and They've got a park right by Wembley Stadium and it's just 
sitting there doing nothing. They've got a basketball court, football court, and they're like, we want to do something on it. So Brent Council commissioned us to do that. It was a community that done a vote on who it should be. Stuart Pearce was voted on there, and I agree with that. England legend, you know, the fact that I'm a West Ham fan and he played for West Ham for a little bit, even played with a broken leg at one point. He's a cult hero there, for sure, for me. He made perfect sense. Marcus Rashford, he's obviously the man of the moment for Man United, and I think he's done amazing things for England. Obviously, he's done amazing things for our kids in the schools as well, standing up to the government. So... Then Leah coming in there, for me, it fits perfectly natural. You know, you're representing the women's game that is of today and obviously what you've achieved. I know you said you haven't done anything recently, but, you know, you won the Euros. That is enough to go, I've done enough forever, but obviously you yeah. come back to do more. So we, we think that was amazing. So that, that piece has gone up there very, very recently. And also we done a piece in Newport Pagnell for... Yeah. We had just done uh, an Elton John, two Elton John pieces in Watford. So one on the side of the Sir Elton John stand at Watford and then one large one on the town hall. We got interviewed by BBC Three Counties, a guy called Justin. And it was quite interesting because he's a Luton fan, I believe. So doing something about Watford was quite interesting for him. I think he lives in Milton Keynes or comes from Milton Keynes or Newport, that kind of area. He was the one that said, look, Leah comes from this area. How do you feel about doing something? He said, yeah, go on then, find a wall. And I think he, he found a wall on the side of a pub. It didn't quite work out. And it was all within the 24 hours. We literally had a wall. Said, let's just make it happen. Let's just ride it while this momentum's happening. All these other murals popping up are great. But, you know, to do a mural of Leah in her hometown, we thought that would be pretty special for the people. So we created that. And National Mina were working on that. And a guy called Arcade looked really good. Got some great attention for it. When once we've done it, everyone come down, the whole public come down. Your family come down as well. Your mom, and yeah. mom and dad with a dog. Right? Yeah, and the dog. Yeah, met the dog. No, honestly, that like that that for me is I'm really proud of where I come from, and I think like in terms of my upbringing, I owe a lot to the community that I grew up in, just for giving me yeah a childhood to remember, but also a place like a safe place to grow up and and become who I wanted to be. So. For that to to pop up there, and and you know as well, like you got to think that's my family from there as well, and we're still we're still there. Like I've I've lived there my whole my whole life basically, and we're still there now. So for them to them to see that as well, I think that's that's really nice for them because I am a product of them, and I'm a product of the school. Schools around the corner from the mural, you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a group effort. Obviously, I've gone and done what I wanted to do, but I'm I'm a big believer. I would never have become the person that I am today without that society, that little community there. So it means a lot to me that that's there, actually. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This mural, though, it got painted over, didn't it? A bit of drama, yeah. There's a bit of drama with it. It wasn't us. I think if you've seen that piece of artwork up there, I think you'd think it was intentionally put there so you wouldn't necessarily bring it down. It's not your, it's not your bog standard graffiti, is it? Let's be honest. So It was only half. Only half of it was taken away. So we only had half yeah. of it. I remember when I saw you... Uh, 
psychosocial, right? And you said, did you, the first thing you said is, have you seen what's happened to my mural? Yeah. But we knew about it. And there's there's a lady there, a lovely lady called Bonnie, and she kind of got together with some of the community and said, can we just make this happen? And with her hard work and efforts, we got it changed. And I think everything happens for a reason. I think the one that's gone up there now is a bit bigger and it's a bit better. So there you go yeah no I, I absolutely believe in everything happens for a reason but it's, it's funny how protective I was over it because I'm a bit I'm not embarrassed but obviously like even I drive in sometimes and I just think hello <laughs> like it's it's massive when you're driving yeah. your car and when it went down when somebody painted over it I text a few people like was that you like you were still holding on to that grudge or whatever um, <laughs> It made me laugh that I actually was quite like, oh, that's really nasty. Because like, I've seen I've seen that wall be painted and I've seen it change over the years. So when it went up, I thought, how long will I last? Do you think like how long do you think this lasts? This like moment of glory or honour, I suppose. And then it went and I thought, bloody hell, that's quicker than before. <laughs> Here today, <laughs> gone tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. It's in an interesting position because it's obviously on that main road, which is why it's really weird that no one actually saw the person painting over it because apparently it's during broad daylight as well. And everyone's beca- yeah. it was like madness. Everyone's going crazy with what happened. They they went they weren't happy well, with it at all. Real strong opinions about that. So yeah, when people see me, they're outraged. I'm like, I can't comment. Really, it's me. But it definitely, I mean, it's definitely a head turner because it's on that main road. And well, when we was doing it the first time, there was a car crash. I think everyone was watching it so much. What about that? Yeah, how do you feel about being responsible? <laughs> how do you feel about that? <laughs> Because your face was so it big was on the side of the wall. For a car crash, God. Insurance needs to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. wonder what that was like on the statement. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, you know what I love so much about it is that she's one of our own is like a bit of a, you know, song at Arsenal anyway, because I've been there for so long and obviously relates to the town. So I really, really like, like, that means a lot to me, that that anyway. But the picture, like the, the big one of just my face on the front, um, which is like really what you see when you drive past, like, it's such a happy picture. Like, I remember what I was, I remember that. That moment and I remember that moment forever now because it's such a it was after a win I'm celebrating to the camera and I'm so happy and it just yeah I don't know I, it's just it means a lot to me I've said that to you before I've, I've said that to you before how much it means I say that was actually mean who painted that one wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah have you been back down there since it's been redone I drove past the other day I haven't seen it since because I, t- I told you about what happened with the the first time I went down to see it, I told you that story. Did I? No, did you? No. So I went on, um, I've got back, I won the Euros, I went to Ibiza, I got home. And I said to dad, right, come on, we'll go for a pub crawl for a Newport. And because people had obviously texted me, like, oh, let me know if you're about, like, I'd like to buy a drink or whatever. But I just thought if I just spend time, I'll just see people that I know that definitely want to like have this moment as well. So it's just a, like a group of my closest friends, a couple of my family, um, my dad, my mum was there. So we got we get to the mural because I've gone like in the nice little route. <laughs> There's a woman having a picture with it. Like some a guy has taken a picture of a woman by the thing. So I've gone, this would be funny. Whether or not it was funny or not, I don't know. But I've gone and put my arm around her. Like I've just crept up behind her and put my arm around to take a picture. She just literally went, Who are you? Stared me down. <laughs> So I was like, oh, sorry, like, I'll just let you have one on your own. So I just walked away and I thought, you're taking a picture with mine. You know, right, taking a picture of the tiger eyes next to it, to be fair. I, I, I actually think she was just bothered about the tiger, but I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, God. And then she just walked away and I thought, either later, she's going to look at that picture and think, oh, right, it makes sense. Or she just genuinely... Know. So she got the photo? Yeah, she took a photo. Uh, we'll, we'll got to find that photo. She might bring up my wife. She just poses next to anything and gets her picture taken. I'm just saying, maybe she didn't realise there was something in the background. Maybe, maybe yeah, she's not That's actually it. bothered about it. I doesn't even know where that is, doesn't it? Is. It's just a background, yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> we've, um, we've, we've been watching a lot of the games since 
that Euros as well. And I remember the first game I got to see was the USA game, which was a friendly. And that was, I put it down as one of the best games of football I've ever seen. It was a friendly. Like, friendlies are boring, yeah. aren't they? It was such a good game. Good. World yeah. champions, isn't it? It was against world champions. It was literally end to it. I was there as a guest and I had someone there from the um, from the FA and a few other people. And we were trying to have a conversation. But every time you start talking, like something was happening and we yeah. just got interrupted. It was just nonstop. I remember that as well because at the start of the game, there was all like a light show. And I just thought, why not? Why not make football like this? You know, like proper hype it up, even though it is a friendly. We're playing the best team in the world, the number one team in the world. That have beat The last time we played these, they knocked out the World Cup. Like, let's have it. Like, let's, do you know what I mean? The next game that I went to see wasn't as good, was against Australia. Yeah, not a great day for me either, actually. I headed it. I made a bit of a mis- miscalculation with the header. She went on and scored. And then somebody, <laughs> I couldn't even see the ball, but it hit me and went in for the second goal. So I thought, right, I'm not sure. Not sure if I was... I was not sure if I knew my night was going to end up this bad. Thing. Do you know what the irony is? I actually think I had a really good game other than those two things. But <laughs> it kind of it did show that you guys are only human because at that point you was just flying, and, and actually it was quite good in a way to show that you can be beaten as well. It's not that easy. I think losing is you learn the most, and you know you don't you don't learn anything from success really. Like in terms of really to, to change anything, you just know what works. So. Sorry, my door, that door is so creaky. Yeah, really? Um, <laughs> I would like to hear that at night. But yeah, so then I think also you're going into a new tournament as reigning European champions. If everyone thinks you're flawless, then there's only one way down from there, isn't there? Yeah. So it was a good day for us. Well, it was a good couple of days because we painted there, but the weather was horrific, wasn't it? I remember it's really windy, really yeah. windy as well. We were soaked through, but we painted a piece because the whole match was for Alzheimer's UK. That mm-hmm. was the charity yeah. element to it. So we got asked to paint a mural. So we'd done it outside the club shop, done these big boards, and it, we kind of had a bit of like that comic strip. That was the inspiration mm. for it. We had iconic moments, didn't we, in women's football, unforgettable moments. And then we had three players at the foreground. Four players. Was it four? Mm. It was four I players. I two, didn't I? You had to paint two, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got to paint Leah again. Who painted Leah? I painted Leah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. That was. Another... Did you see that one? I never seen it because I literally ran home after the game naturally. Okay. But I seen pictures of it. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good piece. So we had Mary Earps, Minnie Bright, yep. Lauren James, James. Yeah. Yeah, that was the four. But it was on boards and it was just really windy and horrifically rainy. Oh, and because sure. of that, a lot of the people kind of got directed to walk around the other way so you didn't get tons of people seeing it to be honest I don't know what happened with it afterwards either it blew away didn't it <laughs> what does that happen that's the thing what does that, that happen when they go down do you get first dibs like if it's a if it's a pop-up it's so big though it's like who's going to be able to like You'd love someone to go, I'll take that. Maybe like the football museum or something. But because it was for Alzheimer's UK, I don't think anyone actually thought that far ahead. And then it was like, yeah. well, what do I do with it now? I'm like, well, I'm not hiring a van just to go and take that. So, you know, if we yeah. want, we'll go and paint another one, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. This, this yeah. won't actually come out on here. But genuinely, so while I was talking about it being so windy, we got to the game. And as we got there into the stadium, I sat down, I got a call from the guy that runs the Brentford Football Club store. And he went, you better get down here now. And what had happened is the wind had caught it and the whole thing I mean this is 10 foot high yeah. and about 35 40 foot wide the whole thing had blown over and it was I don't know how because it was so securely put down I mean it's nothing to do with us and it did land on one of the volunteers a petite little girl who was volunteering oh, no. for 
at Simon's UK. So, um, yeah, and as I, I kind of ran out of stadium as the game kicked off and I ran down there, soaking wet and everything. And literally as I got there, she was kind of being escorted out. She was walking, but very gingerly. <laughs> so, I can yeah, you could have been responsible for two a car crash and killing somebody. <laughs> Insurance isn't like, uh, hang on a minute, this is twice. Oh, I'm not taking any responsibility for the car crash. Disclaimer. <laughs> we have got a bit of a reputation, haven't we? For like, We paint something and then... They retire. Well, no. Yeah, so so like Harry Kane. Oh, no, Harry Kane has got it. Well, it could be, could be. Zaha would Zaha, paint, he, he moves straight gone. away. Harry Kane would painted, see what happens with that. Yeah, like unfortunately, like Ray Clements, Ian St. John, a few of them passed away, didn't they? But I remember we painted Jamie Carragher and I, I warned him and he said, I'll take my chances. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was another one. So I can't remember how many we were up to, but that's quite a few layers. There's one in Toka, isn't there? Toka, yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah. is. There's two in there. Toka. There's two in Toka. Two. Uh, what? I didn't buy one, then I painted the other. No, there's more than two. Of, of Leah? Three. Three. Wow. There's three. Three of me and three of Harry, right? Harry, yeah, yeah. that was the first time that we met. So our friends at Toko asked us to come and do something. Again, they didn't know what they wanted. They just wanted to do something really cool there. Then, because Harry was involved in Toka, they were like, well, we want to do something at Harry, but we don't just want to do Harry. We want to celebrate the women's game. We want to celebrate the Euros. And Leah is the icon for that. And that's where that came about. So uh, it was great for me because I thought I can't just have someone doing it. I thought let's get a few artists on it and then we can have a few different styles. And that's why you'll see three different Leahs in different styles. And the same for Harry. And Harry came down and it was amazing. He was first time we'd met him. Absolute gentleman. Really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, he loved it. He was so grateful for what we'd done. I mean, that kind of was the the start of really sowing the seed of why we ended up doing the one outside Tottenham for him. That was also the start of when yeah. I realised I was really short. He was really tall, wasn't he? And then everyone's too really tall. Compared like, to you, everyone's tall. Everyone's right? really tall. Like yeah. was really tall. I was like, this. <laughs> yeah, you was looking forward to meeting Son because you thought, oh, like, this is the first one. No. And even then he towered Six over foot. you. I do think it is such a nice thing. Like you, you would, you'd think, even me, like with the men, like what Harry has probably done for him and how many people have his shirt and all of that. But there is something special about somebody taking that amount of time and like to do something of you. Honestly, it's, it's a special feeling when you see that. Without ruining it, though, that we did do that overnight. Literally, we started yeah. one day and then worked through the night. Because That's Token doesn't really close. It's open all the time. We, we had to literally work through the night to get it done really quickly so people don't come in and get gassed by the fumes. Yeah. Then, then it'd be a lawsuit on your hands. I ain't getting involved no, in that no, one. No, again. No, <laughs> no, exactly. When you turned up there, I wasn't sure. Did you know what was to expect or I'd not seen that I'd not seen it somebody had said there was something out there but I had no idea no brilliant you, yeah. you turned up I remember unfortunately you was injured then right you had an injury yeah, yeah. you was in a boot I, I think see, and... time I go there I'm injured I've never actually played football at Toga before <laughs> but Josh Red Five Films our videographer made you walk all the way around with your boot on nice. just to get the shot of Leah walking into the O2 and then up Mate. the stairs so I'm sure that didn't help no, it was cool. It was cool. It was really cool. Honestly, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's nice. And I always think about family and stuff as well. And I think if they ever went there, how nice for them that, you know, they're a part of that as well. I don't know. The plan was to get you and Harry together at that point, because obviously you're both on the wall. You you hadn't seen each other at that point. Had you? you hadn't met or have you still not met? No, no, no. I've never, I don't think I've ever met Harry um, no properly. Well, I thought it's you amazing. might have done photographs and stuff and publicity stuff with him and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't think we've ever been in the same room, actually, at the, at the right time. Well, he's Spurs and I'm Arsenal, so you normally keep us... Yeah, no, right. us yeah. Keep, <laughs> keep you apart. Hi, my name's Rocket, and you're listening to the Say It and Spray It podcast. Is there anybody that you think should be immortalised in a mural that hasn't been? For me, right, right now, I think, especially at, at Arsenal, Kim Little is pretty 
what she's done, like, and how good of a player she is. I think she's so under understated and she don't get no credit, like no credit more than what people know of her because she's just so quiet and humble. And I think I'd love to see something done for Kim, but she's, I mean, where she's from is Scotland. So that's a, a way up. But yeah, I think like in terms of service to Arsenal and the player that she's been and the person she's been, she's, she would be my, my opt-in for, yeah, something Nasha can't do it because he doesn't travel. I'm going to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, around around uh, London and the Emirates and whatever, I've, I've tried to advocate for her getting a picture, a big picture wall in, in our building, actually, just because I think she's a perfect example of a professional, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll make that happen. So you, you were talking about earlier, like when you grow up, your hero was Thierry Henry and yeah. Jack Wilkins. So have you met them guys now? Like, how weird is that if you get to Yeah, know yeah. Um, I know Jack. I see him. He's, he's um, a coach at, at the Boys Academy. So I see him all the time, like just around the place at the training ground. And I've met Thierry Henry a couple of times, maybe oh, maybe twice. The first time he did a talk for us as a, as a team. But yeah, I just think like when I think of childhood and obviously when you're a kid as well, you can't get big names on the back of your shirt because you're not big enough and... Omri was obviously fine, five letters. So yeah. him um, or Ibrahimovic was that out the window, wasn't it? My name never could get my name on the back of my shirt because it was too long. But um, yeah, either had to be Omri or Reyes, basically. There is a great photo of um, an Arsenal fan wearing a shirt with Williamson on the back, looking at your mural. I don't know if you ever seen that one. It's really oh. good shot. Oh really? Yeah, I'll find it and send it over. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that. So, so what's what's next for you then? Presumably getting fit again so you can play, I guess. So I'm I'm rehabbing every day. Like it doesn't change. Your schedule doesn't change. You're in the same time. You have more. You have to take holidays and stuff because you have to let your body recover. But and when I say that, it doesn't have to be. I just mean not in not in training. Um. But yeah, at the, at the minute I'm at a, yeah I'm just grafting and you won't see me for a while. But hopefully the work that I'm doing now, when you do, I'll be a different a different beast. That's the that's my plan anyway. It must be really frustrating, right? It's got to be really frustrating. It's hard. It's like, um, but you know, people kept saying to me, yeah, I've been injured quite a lot when I was younger. I've, I don't know, I've had eight major ankle injuries and the rest. Um, I've always had that like perspective, you know, when you get injured and you can do different things with your life and stuff like that. This was the one time where I was really, really enjoying my football. And just, so when it happened, I just thought, ultimately, I just don't want to do this. Like I didn't want to, I want to just to just play football. Um, so I struggled with that for a while. You do, you just refocus. It's still my job. It's it's just a different way of looking at it and looking at the world for a while. Yeah, I guess being injured is always going to be hard, especially if it's a long injury. But to have to miss such a big tournament like the World Cup, that must hurt even more. And you're not yeah. alone, are you? Like, Fran's not there. F's not there. That makes it a little bit easier, to be honest. Like, obviously, I'm training every day with, with Beth. We both know what each other's you know Viv even Vivian Miedemar she she plays for Holland so or the Netherlands so she's uh she knows it as well but I just there's never a good time to get injured to miss something that comes around once every four years is a little bit for you know you think right then and I believe how can I say to you that last summer was a fairy tale and everything happened for a reason and then now that something bad's happened I'm like oh scrap that yeah. No. It's it's got to be part of my plan, part of my path, and it's only hard watching the girl. You know, I want them to win. I'm the biggest England fan in the world. If I don't play, I'm Arsenal and England's biggest fan. But I just want to be with my mates, having a good time. Like, and by that, I mean playing football, winning football games. But the Euros, you know, it's the best summer of my life for a reason. So yeah, I'm just glad I can't do that again. To be honest, yeah. you didn't fancy going out there 
to be part of the trophy lift should they win it. <laughs> John Terry, what full kit? Full kit. Full kit. Full kit. <laughs> John Terry. Aguero did it. He did it with the uh, Argentinian squad, didn't he? I oh, know. He turned yeah, up. Yeah, he did. He did. He, I would he didn't get the same it. stick, did he? Salt no. Bay done it. Yeah, that didn't go down well, neither, did no, it? No, it didn't go down very well at all. I'll go to the party. Best believe I'll go to the party. But... Oh, what, what was the after party like after the Euros? Was it carnage or was it quite muted? Yeah, you know that's crazy. No, we um we got back and all of our family and friends are there. Things like that are really hard because you can't plan for them, obviously, because you don't know if it's going to go well or not. But ultimately, you know, you sort of have something, it's just what the tone of that is. And then obviously we won, so it was just absolute mental. I think when I walked in, I remember just champagne getting sprayed because something definitely landed on me. Um <laughs> And then I just remember sitting, like, I just sat with my mum and I just said, I'm just so tired. Like, yeah. I'd love to be able to just, you know, like, have the best night and not sleep. But I was so tired. And I actually went to bed at one point. So I just thought, I've, I've had a great time. I've had a great party. And then Kira texted me, Kira Walsh, where have you gone? Got a Zambuja. Um, so I was like, right. And downstairs I go. I thought, I can't. She's right. It's one night in it. I got up. But then the next day we all went out for dinner and carried on partying and, Everyone was not in a good way, I'll say that. Like, just think lack of sleep as well, to be fair. I don't mean it helps anyone. Well, adrenaline gets you through it, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah. I remember the uh, the conga in front of, well, behind the press conference yeah. at Serena. That, that was the funniest thing, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. They crashed, and he was yeah. like, oh, um, they're in the press conference, Serena's in the press conference, and then Jill was like, right, everyone out, we're going in. So <laughs> down the corridor we went. Yeah. Blame yeah. it on Jill, yeah. It's good. <laughs> Did, did anyone go full, full Grealish in the party at all? Like a four-day... Uh, do you know who the last... I'll tell you, the last person was on the dance floor was Chloe Kelly. So oh, I don't yeah. know who's on it because I was so tired anyway. But yeah, she don't even drink. So we didn't have anyone... We didn't have anyone bad. Everyone was just having such a good time. It was made, And it was nice. You know, like when you win something like that, if we weren't a proper family, you wouldn't celebrate all together. People would just go and do their own thing. And yeah. we literally stayed together for two days after the tournament finished because everyone was just riding the high. Leah, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for giving us so much of your time and for coming on the Say It and Spray It podcast. No, thanks for having me. Honestly, I think it's the least I can do, right? After the, the amount of times you've had to paint my face on the wall. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sure I'll see you lot soon. We'll let you know when we're painting you next. I know. Well, I, need, I owe you some beers, so you let me know. Whistle it out. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. Very easy to talk to. Some uh, some nice little nice little stories there. Didn't realise that she'd managed to cause a, a car accident. That's uh, that's quite a thing. Did you see that, or was that something that Nasha saw? No, I didn't see that, but I heard all about it. So um, you know, you've definitely caused a stir when people are looking the wrong way when they're driving. So that was never the intention from our part, and I'm sure she's not proud of that. But um, it's definitely a, <laughs> it's definitely something that goes to our list of unusual things that have happened. She also apologised, didn't she, for us having to paint her face so many times but she has no reason to apologize we've we've loved doing every single one of them and i'm sure there's many more leah williamson portraits and murals to be coming yeah i'm intrigued about the ones that you don't know what happens to them once they're finished with like the ones you did for the alzheimer's uh uk yeah obviously the ones that are on the walls they stay on the walls as long as they can stay up there for but alzheimer's uk was was done on boards temporary boards that were put outside the club shop and i guess no one really thought about what's going to happen to them afterwards it's a piece of art but it's not like something you can put in a frame and put in your living room you've got to have a, a wall that's big enough to house a 12 foot high by 40 foot high <laughs> wide piece of art um not not many people have got 
size of the house is that big, but there's some people, but whether they want that of the lionesses, that's what you've got to find. But yeah, it, it is interesting. We don't know what's happened to them, but it might turn up one day. It's like a, like a, it's, it's sad in a way. It's like a, a lost piece of art almost. Leah made reference, didn't she, about, you know, how grateful she is and they are for obviously the, the amount of time that we put into it. And yeah, there's a lot of time that goes into the planning of it, but the artwork, we turn them around in a couple of days. So um, yeah, it's not something that we, we have to worry about the time that's put into it. So from our perspective, if, if it doesn't go anywhere and we want it again, we just do a new one. Yeah. If anyone's listening and you've got these pieces of art. I hope look- someone's listening. <laughs> Yeah, me too. But if you if you're listening and you you've got some of this artwork, do let us know and let us know what you've done with it. It'd be uh, interesting to know if they found another life somewhere else. They found a Leah Williamson bald yeah. mural in a skip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you very much for listening to the Say it and Spray It podcast. We'll be back soon with another great guest. Tada. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.